Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel, and with me today is my co-host, Mark Salcedo. Hey, Mark. Hi. How's your day? Actually, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I realized I had to register for some uh, some classes for school. Mm-hmm. Did that. Um, it was, you know, an hour or so pulling out my hair, freaking out, because I was thinking, my God, what classes do I need? What am I doing? Math? Help me. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, sorry. Good. You didn't ask me about mine? No, don't care. No, how was your day? You know, today, tomorrow, it's all the same. <laughs> Sounds like you're stuck in uh, a loop that's uh, borderline purgatory. Yeah, it's called pandemic. <laughs> Seriously, this pandemic will never end. <laughs> probably never will yeah because people are stupid they can't wear their masks or they won't wear, wear their masks or wash their fucking hands mm-hmm. anyway hi hey uh we're on facebook twitter instagram at the real appeal two e's in real and you can email us at the real appeal at gmail.com if any, mm-hmm. anyone uses email anymore yeah nobody's using email we're all using uh smoke signals zoom and uh <laughs> p- carrier pigeons don't forget about harry potter owls <laughs> yeah um you can review us on itunes that'll help us get noticed if you really like us um and this week we're doing the news our recent review is palm springs variety time is the worst day of our lives um and our geriatric cinematic is 1993's groundhog day mm-hmm. and the topic this week we're gonna say it together okay okay one two <laughs> three let's, let's get, get stuck, stuck in, in a time, time loop together. together let's never do that ever again <laughs> i thought it was fun yeah you would but honestly i would to- i would totally get stuck in a time loop with you with me yeah after watching palm springs i'm like <laughs> you were thinking all the things totally do that <laughs> <laughs> um let's see Let's get started with the news. Wait, I think. hold on, hold on. What? You wouldn't want to get stuck in a time loop with me? Uh, of course I would. Okay, I need I need concrete I need evidence. I need a statement. Therefore, when it happens, I can go, hey, you said that. So well, here we are. Look, I'm already in a time loop, like I said. <laughs> the pandemic? Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's why I guess and I And you're not really stuck with me, so you know. I am. No, you're not. I am. I either go here. Or I go to, like, two other places, and I, I'm here most of the time. And it's fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it is. It's fun. It's it fun. S- hey, Cadence. Don't eat that. Hey, Cameron. <laughs> no, Cameron. Cadence is, no. Chew with your mouth closed. Yeah. Cameron. Chew with your mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> Leia. Chew with your mouth closed. <laughs> exactly. So that's so much fun, isn't it? Yeah. When they're not around. Woo. Yeah, don't have kids during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have them during the pandemic. God. Uh, yeah. God. They'd all be the same age. Mm-hmm. And crying. Oh God. Okay. Uh, news. Mm-hmm. Lemley's Claremont Five movie theater, closed by the coronavirus, is for sale again. Yeah, this is more of a this is more of a local news kind of thing. But the reason why we bring it up is because... It's near and dear to heart. Yeah, our we, hearts. Our hearts. <laughs> I was like, our hearts. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we love the Claremont Five. 
we would frequent there quite often before the pandemic. So seeing that this place is, uh, it seems that it's closed, like every other theater, but the fact that this Claremont 5 is, clo- is for sale is kind of breaking our heart. Well, not, I mean, are they all called Claremont 5, even if they're not oh, Claremont? No, well, no. Th- well, this location is the, is the Lamley's Claremont oh, okay. 5. There's like the Pasadena Playhouse, but it's still Lamley's. There's uh, the one out in Santa Monica. Mm. Watch, I can't remember the name of it. But this one, I mean, we just kind of gave you guys our location, so don't hunt us down. <laughs> um, we only have a population of five. <laughs> one person per theater. I'm sure it'll be really easy to find us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know about this theater before I met you. So you're the one who told me about it. Mm. So I hate you forever. If Why? It, if it closes, because, you know. Why would you tell me about something and then it gets taken away? Well, it's not, it's not like it closed down as soon as you and I started ta- talking or as soon as I showed you it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> You're still going to blame me for it anyway? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it was... They were actually talking about closing it down in August. Oh, yeah. They, they were trying to that. sell it and then they sold two of their locations mm-hmm. and pulled it off the market yeah so claremont was saved um then since um the pandemic came around uh their seven remaining theaters are now up for sale um so they said that uh their goal is to find someone who will maintain the movie theater Mm. uh whether they're the operator or not um who was that quote from that was from greg lemley so, mm-hmm. um, but the, but it being for sale, mm-hmm. um, honestly, it could go to anybody. Like they want it to go to another, like another movie theater. Like a buyer. Yeah. Um, but they could essentially use it for anything. Yeah. That's the thing I don't like because like there, there is a lot of theaters or former theaters out in Los Angeles off Broadway that have been now turned into like stores, janky ass fucking jewelry, jewelry shops. shops. Yeah. Um, there was another theater. The name is escaping me right now. Um, that closed down a while ago because like the people who are running it, not the owners, but like the people who are running the location, they have been caught up in some sexual assault allegations and stuff like that. And they closed it. And they were like, hey, it's, this theater is changing. It still, it still will be a theater. We're going to actually revamp it, and we're going to give it to new owners and blah. It but, wasn't the Beverly, because then it no, became the Bever- new Beverly, right? No, Beverly Beverly's always been the Beverly. This, the, that's the, it's been so long since this theater's been closed, because this theater closed down maybe like a year before the pandemic. And there was just no news of it at all, like mm-hmm. ever opening up again. Um, I know you talked about it. I just don't remember. I know the name. That's the thing. It's been so long. The name escaping me. It was. It was a really great theater. It's one of those old school, like one screen, fucking like the Vista. Yeah, like the Vista. Like we, we, like Kelsey and I love the Vista. Mm. It's old school, one screen. Like what, maybe two hundred seats or something like that. And it's a really interesting building. I even like the color of it. Mm -hmm. It's fucking. It's faux. Uh, balcony yeah. things in front of the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have all the handprints and footprints of all the celebrities that like it's such an out of the way little um little theater. theater. Yeah. Why would these celebrities even care? But like you have really cool people that have been there. So Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully 
hopefully this theater doesn't i mean it's closed it's for sale but hopefully something will turn out because i love i love going to claremont because it's small they play a lot of independent stuff mm-hmm. otherwise we'll have to go to pasadena for that which sucks because yeah where we live and then going towards la mm-hmm. is the worst for especially for me when i get out of work at five thirty. yeah I never make it on time. Yeah, it's horrible. I have to take like an hour early or something. Yeah. And don't, I mean, don't get us wrong. There's a couple of theaters. There are other theaters around us, but those are like the, those are like the AMC. Those are franchise, like big Eagle. franchise. Yeah. yeah. You, you won't really see a lot of independent. Or Edward, there's Edward. Yeah. That's the Regal. Oh, I thought you said Eagle. No, <laughs> Regal. No, everyone calls it Edwards, but it's really like Regal Entertainment. Yeah. 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 You know what? I bought one of those Regal passes. <laughs> Go on. I remember that. I think not even a week. <laughs> not even a week. I think it was like three days before they closed down theaters. Yeah, and you got like the yearly pass. Oh, right? yeah. I was like, I have the money right now. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me go to an, an annual pass. And Kelsey and I go to the movies like every weekend now for the podcast. Nope. And they, they haven't said anything about Oh, they're not going to. Unless you unless you tell them something, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, thanks for the money." Yeah, that's if they ever open up theaters again. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's funny because they just re- renovated one of the ones in our area too. Oh, which one, the Regal or the AMC? The Regal. Oh, <laughs> that's with right. all the leather seats. Oh, that that's right. Clothes. Yeah, Clothes. and then they're building the AMC at the Montclair. They're still they're they're still working on that building, but they're yeah they're working on the building, but they're not opening it. Probably gonna open it. No, no, no. So yeah, uh, that's for Claremont Five. Um, Avengers, in-game directors, the Russo brothers, are taking an interest into maybe getting into Star Wars. Um, while they were on their show that they do on Instagram called Pizza Film School. Um, they had an episode with Mark Hamill during uh, Avengers Endgame, and they said that they were interested. They, they, you know, they talked about like Star Wars and how um, it heavily influenced them on Avengers Endgame. So what happened was that Joe Russo was speaking to uh, comicbook.com and said, this is what his quote was. Uh, I mean, I love the sandbox that John Favreau is playing in right now and the time frame that he's exploring in the Star Wars universe. I mean, obviously, it was hugely important to us as kids and hugely important to our desire to become filmmakers. I don't know what, I don't know that there's particularly a character. I mean, I think he doesn't talk like that, though. I know, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I think, I think a lot of the stories have been told that started with the original universe. I'd be interested in seeing completely new directions in the story and maybe new characters in a completely different time period would be really interesting. You know what? He said interesting a lot. I know. I find that interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing the Russo brothers tackle Star Wars. Mm. Um, I know a lot of directors are kind of shying away from Star Wars because of this, the 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 fandom toxicity. Mm-hmm. That is that just it's. They're used <sighs> to it though, right? Because guess who else is just as bad? Well, Marvel DC fans. Like comic book fans, yeah, yeah, com- yeah, especially DC fans, especially D. I think Marvel's kind of on board because they're like, oh, these are actually really good stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anybody else, like, but they still have their huge level of toxicity that they have to deal with. Yeah, too, exactly. So. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing the Russo brothers t- 
tackle Star Wars. Taika Waititi is, is is doing a Star Wars movie. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, I know. Um, Didn't he direct one of the? He directed, a, I think, an episode two of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Russos have pretty much proven themselves. I mean, they, I mean, fuck, they made a Marvel, they made Avengers: Infinity War, and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Something that. If you to- if you told my eight year old self that when I was gonna be in the th- my thirties and be like, "Yo, they're gonna make a movie," and you see Iron Man, you see Thor, you see they're gonna fight Thanos, and like Captain America is gonna like wield like, Thor's hammer and blah 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 blah, I'd have been like, "Shut the fuck up, you goddamn lying whore." <laughs> That's what I would have told myself. But it happened. It fucking happened. Mm-hmm. So I de- I definitely think they are more qualified to make a Star Wars feature than like uh, what's his name, David. Uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the guys behind Game of Thrones. I know. I was just thinking about them, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so maybe, I mean, I, 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 think it's, I think it will happen. Feige is working on a Star Wars film. Taika Waititi, like I said, is doing a Star Wars film. Marvel and DC are, like, right next door to each other. Or Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars. They're all next door to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Russo's are like, all right, let's do this. But I'm sure they want to do, like, an original story. Yeah. I hope they do more original stories. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are the ones that are really great. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. Rogue One was good. Mandalorian was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the originals were the the one, the, the, the Skywalker saga, except for The Rise of Skywalker. I really purged that movie out of my fucking head. <laughs> um, those I, don't, were, I don't remember it that much either. I remember uh, Poe. Poe no. Danver? Finn. Finn, okay. I remember Finn on top of a ship. That's all I remember. Yeah, he was like on a, like a horse-type creature. Like a... What's what? Clyde, like a Clydesdale type horse. I don't remember that. <laughs> I should, I, I should, and that wasn't even that long ago. I know. I should make you sit down and watch him. And I just leave the room. No. Yeah. What is it with you and trying to torture... Last week, uh-huh. it was... Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yeah. And you know... You're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, because... Because you're not going to do it. So shut up. Well, you torture me with mom jokes. So I'm just like... No, I don't. You like it. That's what something... That's what a sadomasochist would say. You like it. You're still friends with me, and you tell me you like it. Yeah, you're right. So... I mean, not like that, though. Yes, you do. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, What's the next story? (sighs) Okay. Matthew A. Cherry, animated series, Young Live. That's coming out on HBO Max. Well, it's awesome. greenlit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they ordered 12 episodes mm-hmm. of Young Love, which is based on the characters from uh, Matthew A. Cherry and Sony Pictures' um, Oscar-winning Hair Love short. Mm, okay. I actually didn't see that, but I know everyone was like in love with it. You should check it out. It is really good. It yeah. is really good. I I knew it. I fucking knew this. The dude who did Hair Love, mm. he won an Oscar for best short film. And I knew it. I was like, that dude, he won an Oscar. He, he's going to be making shit. And then this is what happens. Mm. Um, this is dope. Especially it's the animation department that's behind uh, the Boondocks and Black Dynamite. Yeah. So I'm really stoked on that. Um, so Blue Key Entertainment's Monica A. Young, who produced it. Um, who produced Hair Love will mm. execute executive produce um <laughs> execute <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, go on. They will um 
do it alongside Lion Forge Animations, David Stewart II, and Carl Reed. Mm. I don't know who they are. Carl Reed's name sounds familiar, but it's escaped me right now. Um, Cherry said, I am beyond excited to continue telling the story of Stephen, Angela, and Zuri, and further explore the family dynamics of a young black millennial family we established in our short film, Hair Love, as an animated series. I can't wait for this. Oh, I can't fucking wait for this. I think we need more of that. Absolutely. Did you actually speaking of this is not on the okay. docket? Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It just no, 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 reminded no. me of something. No. Well, th- this 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 one story just um, it's not on the docket, but they're they're redoing the Wonder Years, but they're having it with a black family. Which I'm, is funny because I was mm, thinking that this yeah needed to be made because it's important. I think like the Proud family was yeah, and um also that a wonder years thing uh-huh. is to me also like maybe another iteration of like um like a live action proud family thing. oh okay, okay. you know like yeah. i loved that that series uh, growing the, up uh, proud family mm-hmm. gotcha. like penny was so fucking rude sometimes but <laughs> i remember seeing a couple episodes um on tv i was like a little grown up uh or growing out of too, it at the, yeah at that time but i do remember seeing a couple episodes here the, and there. i liked the dad a lot yeah um so the yeah so like the fact that it's going to be like a black millennial family and everything like that which is if you think about it we don't really have a whole lot of that um right now on television and now hollywood it sucks <laughs> like the people in the black community and black artists and filmmakers they got to work like triple hard to like get notice and stuff like that in hollywood it will everything in general but i mean it's about time that like we're going to start seeing stuff that especially people of people, minorities can really identify with and then like fall in love with. I mean, that's, th- that's how things actually change. Yeah. Um, that's what I like because I mean, my kids are already old enough and they've already kind of have learned from me and their environment. But like, I feel like every time something important comes out on TV, mm-hmm. the next generation yeah. grows from it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, and it starts, they just start thinking like, oh, this is just part of life. Yeah. Because I've seen TV shows about this, you know, not, not like stereotypicals, like stupid bullshit. Right. Okay. So, okay. So stoked for this. I'm very fucking curious. Um, Zendaya and John David Washington shot a secret film with Euphoria creator during the pandemic. Zendaya. Sorry, Zendaya. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so during June, between June 17th and July Second, Zendaya and John David Washington, they got together with Sam Levinson and shot a movie called Malcolm and Marie. Um, Deadline's reporting that this kind of echoes Netflix's uh, uh, marriage story, which is really interesting because, you know, we kind of got like, I don't mean to be bringing like racial politics in here, but we got like a white side of that kind of story. And I'm really interested in a black side of the story. Yeah. And to see how that's handled. I mean... Like I said, it's a marriage story, but like, I mean, it's, it's people going through a divorce, through a breakup, you know, questioning their relationship or something like that. We don't know. Um, so the way how they did this was that um, there was all these new protocols to establish uh, like various guidelines, right? So they can shoot at this place called Caterpillar House in Carmel, California. Um, this is like a 33 acres uh, spot of land. And a lot of the people 
they they pretty much like lived on the acres, or if not, I believe they were like bussed in from like a very close location. Um, let me see. It is. Oh, okay. So there's another thing that blew my mind. Uh, Sam Levinson wrote this script like in six days. Mm-hmm. Six days to write a fucking script for a movie. Exactly. Normally, like you need at least two, maybe three months to hash out at a script. Old, at the least. At the least, yeah. But this dude did it in like six days. But mind you, this dude, Sam Levinson, is a very, very talented writer, and I fucking hate him because it seemed like he got it from some of some of it from genetics. Because <laughs> he has a famous. Uh, oh, I mean, just because you have a famous father, mother doesn't mean you're gonna uh, 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 take that in. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the dude who wrote like Euphoria. And I haven't finished it. I, Kelsey, you finished it, right? Yeah. And from what we were watching, we were just like, damn, this show's fucking amazing. Hmm. Um, so. Who's, who are his parents? Sam Levinson's parents? Oh, man. I mean, that? you said it, so I was like, wait, who are his parents? Yeah, his father is a famous, let me see. His father is like a well-known script writer. Uh, Sam Levinson is the son of, can't find it. <laughs> Don't know it. Do you know anything he's done? Oh, Barry Levinson, who wrote, uh, Jesus Christ. This dude wrote Good Morning Vietnam, Busy, Bugsy. Uh, this is the, he is the Academy Award winning director of Rain Man. Holy shit. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I fucking don't like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This dude, he's, let me see. My God, <gasps> my so he's done. Okay, so this this is just this is just Barry Levinson's uh, filmography. Sam Levinson's father. He wrote High Anxiety, Tootsie, uh, Young Sherlock Holmes, Me Ten Man, Rain Man, Avalon, Bugsy, Toys. Uh, wow, he wrote Sphere, Sleepers, Liberty. Holy shit, Bandits! Wow, he wrote a lot of shit. But they're all one na- one word titles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and he's a he's a much accomplished director too. So. I mean, his, his son got them good genes. Mm. Wrote this apparently this really damn good script that got Zendaya and John David Washington, you know, to um, wrote in six days. So fuck I this guy. <laughs> I don't think he mm. had the script first. He she told him, hey. Yeah, the idea, right? I don't think so. What I read, let's see. It. Came out. It came about after Zendaya asked oh. uh, Levinson if it was possible for him to write and direct a movie during quarantine. Mm. Um, so then he wrote the script in six days, and then his writer slash director. Oh, the his mm-hmm. wife Ashley Levinson is actually the producer of Bombshell and executive produces of. Um, she executive produced Queen and Slim. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of good talent behind this movie. Yeah. So, anyways, Zendaya asked, and it came to pass. It came to pass. Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all should be seeing what Kelsey's doing. <laughs> I made a face because I made a soft rhyme. Ta-da. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's no word on uh, who's going to distribute the movie. Um, the fact that we're all under quarantine and this is already done, we might be seeing this like. I'll say we might see it on Hulu, VOD, or like Netflix. Most likely, it'll be streaming somewhere. Yeah. So, we'll have to wait and see. What happened to the Wolfman story? Just dropped it. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about the Wolfman story, but it was like, hey, uh, Lee Wanell is is writing directing the Wolfman story with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he did upgrade. 
yeah, which he, we liked. He did upgrade Invisible, the Invisible Man. This dude, Lee Lee Wanell is going to. He's going places. He's going places. I wouldn't be surprised if he does like Dracula. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, or like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like this dude's going to be like Blumhouse's Kevin Feige. Yeah, this is going to happen. Uh, the Batman. It's going to be on its own universe. Speaking of universes, um, <laughs> separate from the DCEU. Mm. Um. The Batman movie, it's coming out. Um, love it or hate it, because I know some people aren't on board with mm-hmm. um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. But it's going to be setting up for a TV spinoff that's going to be on HBO Max, and it's going to be about like the grittiness of detectives in Gotham. Yeah, the Gotham, Gotham Police Department. Yeah. yeah. But it's not going to be like that show, Gotham? Gotham. That's the first thing. When I saw this, I was like, yo, didn't Gotham just end like last year? What the fuck is this shit? Well, people are already tired of it, I think. Yeah. Like it had love-hate. People, I think if you loved, mm. um, if you loved, what's it called? Lucifer. Okay. You would love something like Gotham. Because it's really, uh, mm. what's it called? Uh, campy. Yeah. And I kind of did like Gotham, but then I kind of got tired of it. Mm. Um, so I'm really interested in this because it kind of gives me an idea of like, it's going to be kind of dark. And I said that before you even told me about this story because um, apparently Terrence Winter, mm-hmm. who did Boardwalk Empire and the Wolf of Wall Street is going to um be working on this that's dope i i really like boardwalk empire um i felt like they ended it too short because it seemed like the last season was kind of rushed mm. um and i love wolf wolf on wall street i don't know how the fuck leonardo DiCaprio did not win an oscar for that role <laughs> it is bonkers i didn't see that movie <sighs> i wanted to watch it but i didn't get to there's a part where like Leonardo DiCaprio, he takes he takes uh, Quaaludes. That's like a, a downer. And it had a delay reaction. And he took too much of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, for, like, 10 minutes, you just see him going, and it's not, they don't slow-mo the scene. He's really talking like that on his own and dragging. Like, <laughs> I got to show you that. Because you're going to be looking and be like, why is he, why did he not win an Oscar? What's, what's wrong? What's wrong with the universe? <laughs> no. Instead, Green Book wins. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, Reeves. Uh, who's Reeves? Matt Reeves, the director behind The Batman. Oh yeah, mm. uh, Six and Idaho Production Company uh, will produce it mm. uh, with Warner Brothers Television, mm. and he and um, Winter will executive produce with Clark. Who did Bird Box Rise, Dawn, and were Planet of the Apes. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Especially because it's, uh, I think from original, from another story before this one came out, um, Jeffrey Wright is, gonna sh- is going to be uh, in this show as... Commissioner uh, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon, because he is a Commissioner Gordon from um, The Batman. And you can't have Gotham PD without Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um... Also, the it kind of gives me a feel of like I know it's the new show, but Perry Mason, 
Mm. Makes me kind of think about that, too. I get the picture that, you know what? The way how Perry Mason is set up now, it's like if it was Gotham, but with more sunlight. Yeah. You really think about the, like the grittiness and dark and like the creepy alleys, even like the, the night skies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot like if that was Gotham set in like, like what, 1938 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Um, and now we're going to do our recent review of Palm Springs. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water, girl! Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin, and I still woke up here. One time, I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. Well, then what's the point of living? We kind of have no choice but to live. No, I'm going to get out of this. Suit yourself. See you tomorrow. The synopsis is... When carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Directed by Max Barbacow, he did Mommy, I'm a Bastard, which is a short, and Cuddle Buddy, which is also another short. I feel like those, mo- those short titles describe me completely. <laughs> 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 I mean... You know, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, written by Andy Ciara. He did Merrymaker, which is a short, and he did a bunch of um, episodes of Lodge 49. You know what? Lodge 49 got canceled, but when I heard the premise, it reminded me of a story that you and I were working on for a while. Which one? Com- Tele- teleporting one? No, Complex. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, because like the way how they were kind of describing it, I was like, oh shit, I think we were going to do that story. But Now's I, our chance because yeah, we I got know. canceled. Yeah, I know. No, no, we, <laughs> we're back in business. I know, right? <laughs> we'll do it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it stars Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, J.K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher. Um, yeah. And that's it? Mm-hmm. So, Kelsey, what did you think of this movie? I loved it. Did you now? Loved it. Can you tell me why specifically? Uh, the colors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were popping, especially in the pool. Ah. Uh, um, I loved his sick outfit. And his amber? Mm. You know, it was about that Hawaiian shirt. No, actually, it was his orange shorts. Or, I thought they were yellow. yellow. Same those, thing. Those yellow trunks? Mm-hmm. Now it's about the Hawaiian shirt. Um, <laughs> as I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt as you, we're recording. You wear a, Hara- a Hawaiian shirt every day. Yeah, I no lie. I have Hawaiian shirts for every day of the week. 
That's my that, that noise is him dancing. <laughs> like a Muppet. Because <laughs> all I hear in the headphones is <laughs> as you're dancing. <laughs> okay. So what did, so um give me give me give me some specifics. What you like about this movie? Um I actually like that they didn't try to stuff too much into it. Mm-hmm. That they left enough breathing room for it to be um organically funny. Yeah. Um they they weren't trying to go for like because it's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy concept. There's people stuck in a time loop, but they didn't try to make it like wacky. Right. So it's like, um, the reasoning isn't too out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, the they kind of skip over everything that he's gone through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's been done before. And I like that. I like the fact that we caught uh, Andy Samberg's character. Already in the time loop. Yeah. Knowing everything. Yeah. He's already gone through, oh my God, I got to do this every fucking day. Yeah. You know, like, um, so when the new character comes in, which is uh, Kristen Milioti's character, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, she kind of goes through it a little bit, but you mm-hmm. mostly get to see them becoming friends. Yeah. Because her character is kind of jaded. Yeah. Um, and so he's more or less bringing her out of her shell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny cause it doesn't really, I mean, you have, you have a male, you have a male actor, a male lead and a female lead. And you're thinking, all right, this is going to be like straight turn into like a love story or something like that. And it does eventually kind of get into that realm of like romantic comedy and stuff, but it actually takes a while to get to that. Yeah. And it's nice because we actually get to. It seems like we're just hanging out with two people who are just, who just hang out. Yeah. Just do stuff. Exactly. Um, and then um, I like J.K. Simmons' role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go, don't go too far into like his role in it, but yeah, he was like, I mean, there have been several um, time loop type movies, and we we've only got one perspective, but in this one we got two, not two but three, mm. and. It, I, I like his point of view because he's so fucking angry. Yeah, and he's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about him because, you know, obviously he's not the main guy. Mm-hmm. But to think about why he might be angry mm-hmm. is kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. And then how that character kind of has like this little mini arc. Yeah. In the background, the main arc. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Um, okay, so... What what about anything about the because this is obviously a comedy. What do mm-hmm. you think about the comedy if it was like hitting the mark and the level of like laugh out loud and shit like that? There was some of it was like a little slapsticky, which I really like, and then mm. some of it was kind of clever. Mm. Um, it's Andy Samberg. You know what kind of comedy you get with him, and it, and it yeah. was like it was funny. Yeah, totally agree. I really like I really like Andy Samberg's type of comedy. He knows when to make it ridiculous, but knows when to actually say some really funny shit. He also, what I, what I think is really good, too, is that he's not just a comedian. Mm. He knows when to make a serious beat. Yeah. Which makes the funny times even funnier, because now you're really going through the highs and lows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, instead of just, oh, ha, that was funny. Ha, ha, that was funny. Yeah. Which some comedians only try to be funny the whole time. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, oh, okay, it was... Kind of, it was good, whatever. Yeah, his level of uh, Andy Samberg's level of 
comedy, like how animated he can be, you would think somebody would try to almost like steal a scene to to put like some comedy into and stuff like that. But Sandberg and uh, what's her name, Kristen Melody, that you say? Meliotti. Meliotti. Their dynamic scene works out perfectly because she's she can be his straight man, um, mm-hmm. but she can still be like. She can play off his energy and yeah. be funny with him. Yeah, and like her level, because there there are points where both of them are cynical, but not to the point where like they're killing the mood. They're just like almost in a very um, uh, like existentialism kind yeah. of kind of dynamic. Which some of these some of these movies really deal with that because um, or these types of this type of genre really deals with that type of stuff mm-hmm. because then it starts opening the door of like. Well, they are stuck in a fictional time loop. What's to say that we aren't st- stuck in an actual time loop? We just don't see it as, uh, it's just not as obvious. Yeah. Which I think this this um, movie seems to be having, like the questions. It has the questions. It has the questions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said that completely wrong. <laughs> um, That's a grammatical nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I forgive mm. you. Thank you. Um. What else do I like about this movie? I like that they took a wedding mm-hmm. and it didn't suck. Like uh-huh. you would think that it's, oh my God, it's another fucking comedy wedding movie, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it it's so far away from that. It doesn't mm. really come into play. My, <laughs> what We were counting the things that were unbelievable about it. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think it's spoilers. But oh. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Okay, go on, go on, go on. The first thing I I noticed uh, that I was like, "That's not believable." Uh, the wedding is on November ninth. Uh huh. There's no way it's hot on November 9th in the middle of the day in Palm Springs. In Palm Springs, it's gonna be warm, but not like yeah. You know, you're not gonna be swimming in a pool. That is true. Yeah, and I I used to make a lot of deliveries on Palm Springs around that time, and it was it was like. 60s 70s which yeah. is not swimming weather especially because it's not very humid usually at that mm-hmm. time of the year yeah so it's just like you don't go swimming when you're nice and cool yeah i i think the most unbelievable thing second actually i don't want to say second because i don't want to overstep on yours but one of the most unbelievable things of this movie it's not the time loop mm-hmm. it's the fact that there's a working payphone that's not just damaged or beat the fuck up <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a payphone and it's clean. That's not real. Are you sure it's a working payphone? Yeah, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's 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 go ahead and uh, and um, let's go ahead and hop into the spoiler section because um, you can tell we're just like we can't talk about that. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you folks haven't seen uh, Palm Springs, which I don't know why haven't you. Um, Except that it just came out on Friday and people are busy. However, I did hear that this was uh, the most watched uh, program on Hulu, um, and like a long, it was like a, it, like if it gotten out in theaters, it would have made fucking eighty million dollars at the box office already. Yeah. So it's like a huge hit on Hulu. But anyway, if you folks haven't seen Palm Springs, you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you guys a spoiler bumper, which is right about now.
I don't want to be stuck on a time loop any, with you anymore. <laughs> Usually we both kind of dance a little jig while we're <laughs> listening to that. Uh, um, but that time, Mark just stared at me and shook his head. He was like, no. <laughs> I regret I regret saying that. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 take a let's take a dive into what was going on. Um, so let's talk about the the J.K. Rowling character. I find it interesting that well, that was the other thing that mm-hmm. was unbelievable. What his kids were not his grandkids; oh. <laughs> they were his kids. Yeah, those were not. He. It's funny how his character mentions that, like. Uh, a guy my age would have kids, at, you know, that are that age, blah, 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 blah. And you think, okay, he probably has like a really young wife, maybe the 30s or something like that. No, his wife's close to his age. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find it interesting that he was so angry. Yeah. Why was he so angry when he's like all waxing philosophical about how his kids, you know, like he gets to wake up every day and see his kids and his wife and... Well, like, I, he seemed kind of happy about it. I, that's the thing. I don't think he was happy about it because because he said that he'll never get to walk his daughter down an aisle. Like he'll never see his son go to college, and that's something like a, a parent always wants. They do want to see that. They do want to experience that. And I don't. <laughs> you don't like your kids. So. No, I do like them. That's the problem. Oh damn! <laughs> like I, I, I don't want them to experience. You know the death of a really important relationship or you know uh, that's the point that's the point of growing up you can't shield them no i know that yeah, you know i don't want them to get as um to the point where they see the earth for what it really is and then well, we they got, don't we all they got, can't bounce back from it well we all we all have to eventually and if we are shielded then when we do get that realization we lose our fucking minds yeah so, I know. I'm just saying. I don't want to see it, though. I know. No no parent wants to see their child go through pain, but, you know. Mm. The best you can do is try to help them along the way. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> J.K. Simmons' character, Roy. Um, <laughs> the first time I, we see him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just, like, shooting arrows at Andy Zamberg and shit. What did he see? He said something. I don't remember what he said, but he called him a name. Oh, didn't he? Yeah, I can't remember what was that name, but he was just talking all this mad trash, and he was like decked out all in black. It it reminded me a lot of uh, the most dangerous game, which is like a movie about rich people hunting. Oh, he called him a shit bird. Yeah, shit bird. Yeah, that's right. Um, But um, I did like. I really enjoy his character's turn um, because when he gets. When he actually like goes through the pain, uh, because they they establish that like if you fall asleep or if you die instantly, the loop starts over. However, if you get hurt and you were just you are still alive, like uh, Andy Samberg's characters ended up in the ICU. He said like it sucks because you still feel pain. You can only hope for a quick death. And um, J.K. Simmons' character experienced that, and that like caused him to turn around mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Um, it's kind of interesting how J.K. Simmons' character kind of like he's like upset or he's more saddened that he won't see his kids grow up. He's stuck in this infinite loop. And Samberg's character goes through the same thing. Like he goes through this pain, but he has like a nihilistic kind of view of it. Right. Like nothing, like everything is meaningless. I don't care. Yeah, nothing means anything because I'm going to do the same thing again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I did. I did. I really like the fact that um, J.K. Simmons' character does get a happy ending. Mm. Um, because if it was poorly written, you they would have just had that character and that would have just been it. And people would have been like, wait, what happened to the guy? He's stuck in the loop. But no, he eventually will get out. Yeah. And I, I really like that part. Me too. Yeah. Um, I feel like we kind of skipped over mm. his and uh, Andy Samberg's relationship, though. Mm. Um, Andy, Andy Samberg, like you see him and he's like, talking to the maid of honor or whatever he ends up getting her to go out on like kind of a date with him and then that's when roy shows up Mm. and um they both go into the the cave the cave is the thing that starts the time loop yeah and um it turns out that andy didn't know you shouldn't take anyone in there with you Mm. because they're gonna resent you so well, he had a di- you. You talking about when he brought in where Sarek followed or no? Where, oh, Roy. I'm just talking about him and Roy right now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he had brought Roy into the cave with him intentionally at one point because they had a really great night together doing drugs. <laughs> that scene was so funny. <laughs> and and it was funny because it was apparently it was like cocaine, but it was colored. Yeah, they didn't want you to know they were doing cocaine. Even though any person with a brain cell would know that that's cocaine. I was like, if anything, that made me want to do it more because it <laughs> looks fun with the color. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Um, color dyed cocaine. Yeah. I got the blue stuff. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would always, you know, don't do the red one. It always makes you look like you're having a nosebleed. Yeah. Don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so Roy ended up uh, resenting him. Because Mm. he brought him into the cave. Yeah. And that's why Roy decided, you know, after all the fun was over, then Roy was just attacking him. He'd just show up randomly Mm. every few days or whatever to, like, beat the shit out of him or, like, kill him or whatever. Yeah. And we get, like, a quick glimpse of that, which is actually still kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he shows up a handful of times, and that's why, like, his arc, he still has an arc of his own. Yeah. He's not just a throwaway character, but he's not in the main whole story, Mm. but it's still... It's still great every time you see him. Yeah, I think it, I think Roy's. It's it's funny because like Roy's character was there to like, she not only to like physically punish um, Niles, but to mentally punish him so he can always resent himself, or he could always live in resentment. And then when when Niles is at his lowest, he goes to Roy, and Roy like picks him up, makes him says like, "Hey, at least you got somebody who you can do this with." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just stuck here. And Roy would never think about bringing his wife in there because he knows that would fucking kill her. Or yeah. she or she would go insane or something like that. Yeah. And so, like, the character that was um, uh, was Niles' nemesis is kind of, was kind of like, I can't remember the word, what the exact archetype, what it's called, but, like, kind of, like, showed him the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, what's her name? Sarah helped that, too, but, like... <laughs> It took like it took Roy to like hit him upside the head to have him realize that too. Yeah. Um, so since he went through that experience with Roy, mm. he told Sarah explicitly after Roy shot him in the leg with an arrow, he because she was like wanting to check on him and he was crawling into the cave and he told her not to. Yeah. And she, that's how she ended up in the loop with him. Yeah. Um, so one thing I one thing I really liked and I noticed about this is you're gonna hear a lot of comparison to Groundhog Day. I mean, you can't. If you've seen Groundhog's Day, 
I mean, we're doing our episodes, this and Groundhog Day. You see a lot of sim- similarities within the two movies. But where Groundhog Day kind of really stretched out um, the whole um, dynamic between the two characters, or like the whole kind of like gist of it, like, yeah, you're stuck in the time loop, we're going to do all this crazy stuff. You know, Groundhog Day kind of stressed that out for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Palm Springs did that within about 30 to 40 minutes. Maybe, well, I'll say less than 40 minutes. And so it allowed you to grow with these two characters. Right. Um, Niles, who was very, uh, he was a very much like existentialist. And then, um, what's her name? Sarah, who just kind of like, just cynical and depressed as shit, saying like, nothing is, nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. And how like, they both lift each other up because they just got to know each other. I think it's really interesting how she like they how slow that they were in finding out like what her issue was with waking up on that particular day oh i love that i love the fact they didn't reveal that right away they didn't reveal it right away and Mm. even when they did reveal it it was like a shock for us yeah but it wasn't something that was really brought up and argued about between them yeah like it caused an issue for her Mm. so what it was was that we find out later she was actually sleeping with um, her sister's husband to be. Yeah, like yeah. even the ni- the night before the wedding. Yeah, they were sleeping together in his room, mm-hmm. and um, like she becomes, she feels really guilty about it. Yeah, and eventually, when Andy Samberg's character gets closer to her, um, that's too close for her. Like she mm-hmm. she ran away. Yeah, I think that scene was heartbreaking when they actually slept. They finally slept together, and then mm-hmm. they woke up the next day. And like when they woke up the next day, Annie Sandberg was like had a huge smile. She had a huge smile, and that shit was just like smashed within like thirty seconds mm-hmm. because she realized, oh fuck, I'm here. And she even that's when she started just freaking out. Like I can't be waking up to this every day. Yeah, even though Niles. Who was in the very loveless relationship was just like, I don't care. I want to be stuck with you forever. Yeah. It's very sweet. I think it's really sweet. And I think it, it's one of those things that kind of bothers me too. Cause in real life, mm-hmm. that's how people are too. What they want to like, like someone could have something really great mm. and it's either not exactly what they want or they don't see the value in it or they are too scared and they run away. Yeah. Like, that's just how people are. Yeah. So, for, I think that kind of realism is great for the movie, but it mm. always kind of bothers me, too. Mm, gotcha. Um, and then she was gone for a long time. Um, like, the synopsis had said that they're unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Mm. She does eventually kind of escape him because she never kind of tells him what room she wakes up in. Yeah. So he never can find her. Yeah, and he's and they don't really, they don't really make you do uh, mental hurdles to think like, well, he's smart enough to figure this out, right? He's like, no, he's he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, and she's just going to the same diner every day and doing research. <laughs> yeah, like quantum physics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That was actually okay. That. There's, so there's a couple. Of, I actually kind of, I kind of felt bothered. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I, I, I don't want to sidetrack. Um, I think that was it. Oh, okay. Um, so that scene, um, 
with uh, when you when we get the reveal that she's been studying quantum physics, mm-hmm. um, I thought the sciencey part was kind of rushed in a way. Like I wouldn't mind if they took a little bit more time on it. However, it does. I mean, if you're stuck in a time loop and you have all this time, time would go by that fucking fast. Um, I don't, I'm not bothered by that. Mm, okay. It wasn't that important. Like, they just wanted you to get the idea that she was learning more every day mm. and that probably a lot of time had passed mm. and they didn't want to dwell on it. Okay. Otherwise, it would feel more like a drag. It would slow down. But they wanted no. you to get the idea that she was going to the same diner every mm. single day to find out more about quantum physics and... Um, eventually she got enough knowledge to know how to break Escape, out of the yeah. loop. Yeah. And then <laughs> she tries it on a goat. <laughs> okay. Plot hole. I, 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 cause I, oh no, 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 no. It, it's nothing crazy. I just want to point this out. Cause I realized this after watching it that second time. Okay. She gets the goat, puts it in the, in the cave and blows the goat out. Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes, the goat's not here. He's like, what? The ghost's not here. That means we can get out. Okay. Here's where the plot hole kicks in. When Roy sees Niles after Niles has gotten out, it's not the Niles that we know. It's the original Niles. Okay. Mm. So that means the goat wouldn't have disappeared. The goat would have still just been there. But how would she know if it was the same goat or the goat with the same mindset? Huh? Because the goat didn't walk through the through the cave. Well, the, the goat did. Actually, the goat did walk through the cave. Cave. But how do we know that that goat was that goat? Answer this plot hole, Kelsey. But it disappeared <laughs> from her timeline. But that's the thing. When when they go when they they get blasted out, they don't disappear. It's just that that person of them their awareness, like the that time loop version, is no longer there. It's still them, but it's not the time loop version. <laughs> you just look at me like, Mark, just shut up. The goat disappeared. Okay. That means they did also disappear mm. back to like when they would have gone into the Finished cave. The day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the goat disappeared. So okay. The goat she, disappeared. That, that was her evidence. Okay. Gotcha. What? <laughs> Nothing. No, I totally agree with you. You're right. The goat disappeared. <laughs> um, one thing you were really curious about mm-hmm. that I think we should have researched. What's that? What beer was he drinking? Oh, that's right. And you know, I looked on IMDb. The beer doesn't come up. It's probably not a real beer. I don't know. I, well, I, I was curious about the beer because as, as we we're watching it, I kept thinking, okay, at what point we're in the loop? Or like, okay, this is a loop. This is a loop. Like, at what point do do I know that they know, like, a, something's going to happen? Like, where we get Andy Samberg meets, or when we get Niles meets Sarah on the dance floor, he knows what everybody's doing. So he yeah. can, like, move in perfect sequence with them. Yeah. So I'm watching the movie, and like, okay, like, at what point do, does one of them know, you know, oh, this is going to happen already? You know, because I want to, like, try to stay ahead of them mm-hmm. or keep up with them. So that's what I was trying to. Th- I was trying to find little clues. I was thinking, well, maybe the beer means something. It's like some like philosopher on time or some shit like that. <laughs> but I'm too lazy to find out. So, mm. um, one of the prettiest scenes mm. was that night that they finally slept together. Oh, with the with the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That was a really beautiful, uh, beautiful shot. I'm really curious what that scene meant though, with the dinosaurs. 
They were just um, experiencing something together. It's, no, that's yeah, that's true. Like you, you're led to believe because they they both they're taking shrooms, mm-hmm. so you're led to believe like oh they're hallucinating. But remember the dinosaurs show up again at the end. I think that was just a bit of fun. Probably, probably. You, yeah. you know how people are when they're making stuff. Sometimes. Yeah. I I honestly don't think it meant anything. I really just think. They, um, Ooh, someone turned on the lawnmower or some shit. No. Okay. <laughs> that was a motorcycle. Oh, a motorcycle, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't mean anything. But I wanted to mean something. Well, it can mean something to you. I know, right? I'll meet you so- can name it Fred. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch, I meet the writer director. I'm like, so the scene with Fred. Fred, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um... We have, I, I don't think we've said it. I don't think we've said enough about um, the actress Sarah, though. What's, what's your thoughts on her? Okay, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, there's so much to say about this film, but I don't feel like I've said enough. Mm. Um, the the character Sarah, the actress who plays her is Kristen Milioti. Mm-hmm. I really liked her in How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Um, I think she's a great actress from what I've seen of her. Oh, okay, um, that, uh, this is actually the first time I've ever seen anything of her. Yeah, she always comes off as really down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I really like her. I don't know. She she knew how to play this character. Um, I've, I've never seen her, I guess, in that, in that way where the character is actually uh, kind of a shitbag. Mm-hmm. But she's not like, obviously one but everyone's like oh we always have to bail her out of stuff and she can't commit to relationships and then you find out she's sleeping with her sister's soon-to-be husband and then like um she did it in a way it's so weird like it's believable but it's not like she's not outwardly evil like like you would expect someone Mm-hmm. like that to be so i think she did a really great job yeah it seemed like she was just kind of like confused she didn't know what would she, she was she, lost. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was essentially lost, and she even said that like her family sees her as a fuck up, but we never know exactly why they view her as a fuck up. Yeah. So we're kind of like left in the dark, or kind of in a state of like confusion, like she would be. Like they seem as a fuck up, but I don't know how they see. Like I, like I'm sure I'm a fuck up because of X, Y, and Z, but is it all of them? Is it one of them? You know, we're kind of like stuck in her mindset as well. Yeah. Which is really good because we're allowed to go through this process of like growing with her. Right. Um, so that's why I really liked her. <laughs> I thought she was great. I thought um, she was able to carry the scene along with Andy Samberg. She mm-hmm. didn't, she wasn't stuck at all. No. Like, um, there's something really, um, like really, I'm, I'm, the word that's coming to my mind is fluid, but mm-hmm. that's not the word I want to use. Mm. Like, she's very um, easygoing. Like, yeah. it's like, she can do anything, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not um, really reliant on him. Mm-hmm. Versatile. Oh, okay. She's versatile, mm-hmm. I think. She could do. I think I think that's what this role really called for, because she was supposed to go to, like, these different state of emotions mm-hmm. um, with each different scene. Like, there's that really great part where... Um, Oh, Niles and Sarah are really hamming everything up mm-hmm. where they're like, they act like they're in a soap opera. <laughs> and I don't know. Where, 
it's funny how like these characters they end up with like C four and 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 detonators and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's just I, like or they end up with like these really hard drugs. Yeah, I mean, well, it was Palm Springs on that, but like I think the the gun part kind of like they kind of give you a doorway with the. Uh, with the hillbilly that they go to the shooting range with. Oh, but yeah. That scene, that part was so funny where um, <laughs> Niles just fucking digs his hand in the kick and he's like, it's okay, I'm a bomb expert. No, I used to be a bomb expert and then like shoots it with a fucking, what's it called? Uh, what kind of arrow gun? An arrow gun? The gun, the arrow, the gun that shoots like a, you know, it has like an arrow. It's a fucking, okay, there's a, arrow, there's a regular arrow that you pull with your arm. Uh-huh. Okay, and then there's the one that's like a gun. Oh, um... What's it called? Crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it, and then you said it first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, like, he shoots his crossbow, this crossbow that had a, a bomb on it, <laughs> just in time, because I think the timer had, like, eight seconds left or some shit. <laughs> and then she comes in, and she's like, ah, you fired my plans. <laughs> I would like to see them, like, a different variation of that. Like, I want to see, like, how crazy they got with that whole, sh- that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which is great. That kind of reminds me of the time that we got kicked out of a hotel for climbing on the roof. <laughs> this is so so stupid. It was great though. Um, you were you were talking about certain certain uh, parts in the movie that was really beautiful, like shot really well. I think one part that was really amazing was um, when they decided to go through the experiment together and to blow themselves up. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful scene because like the music really swells, but not in like a typical Hollywood sense, mm-hmm. like a John Williams in the background. No, it was very like, it was very modern, but it was very beautiful because like he tell, uh, Niles tells her that he loves her and she's like, we don't have to, like, we have more important stuff to do. Like almost brushing it off. Mm-hmm. And they're at that point where they might not survive. And she goes, oh, by the way, I love you too. Yeah. Which is great because it's like a, it's a flip. Because back then, the girl would be the first one to say it and then the guy would say it later. Mm-hmm. To be all like cool or some shit like that. Yeah. But no, it was just the guy who was like pouring his heart out. And she was just like, are you through? We got to get this shit done. There was a kind of switch that you called out um, in the story itself. Mm. Because we see Andy Samberg first and he's kind of wild and doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And he's just like a fucking playboy or whatever yeah um and then when she comes along it starts to switch because he starts to get feelings for her yeah and then she doesn't like instead of her being the one saying like holding back what she was yeah all of a sudden she's like well fuck it nothing matters and he's like wait wait wait, wait. yeah like where you matter now yeah exactly you know like i always i always enjoy when there's a modern story there's a there's a story being told like today that is kind of like an old story, but told in a different way or certain character motivations or dynamics are flipped around. Mm-hmm. Like how you said, like the beginning, we get Andy Samberg kind of like an annihilation state or existential state. And then we get uh, Sarah who's freaking out, you know, and then Niles is carefree, stupid. Then he starts falling. He starts catching feelings and stuff. And like the woman is just like, all right, while you're like, crying and moping i like figured out how, how i figured out how we got the fuck out of here yeah which is great because like always that's a i like that progressive type shit i mean mm-hmm. it's realistic you know sometimes women they gotta roll their sleeves and get shit done yes absolutely we've always done that so yeah but it's how great. progressive of you to realize <laughs> you know, how, how progressive of me to finally acknowledge that thanks <laughs> 
You're welcome. All <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. Anything else? I mean, I I really love this movie. I uh, when did we watch? We watched it Friday. Mm-hmm. I watched it again. Was it Friday? Yeah, because it came out on Friday. Because I was stoked on. It. I was like, holy shit, the movie's coming out. It was definitely Friday. Okay. Yeah. It, it was, was a Saturday. No, it was, no, it was Friday. Friday. It was Friday. We saw it on Friday, and then I ended up rewatching it like Saturday. No, Monday. I ended up rewatching it again the previous night and i would totally watch again this movie's so great mm. what did you what, what's your final your i final don't thought? rewatch movies mm. like almost ever mm. and i want to watch this one again yes it's a good movie yeah awesome i'm just kind of scared that you're gonna eventually f- not love it because you were really stoked on la la land i was i got i got i got sucked into la la land yeah and then you're like I don't like that movie. It's yeah, because once the dust cleared, I saw how problematic it could be. But this one just kind of like it's just like a fun movie. It's just a fun movie. It's enjoyable. The <laughs> jokes still hit. Yeah, they I, did. I just I thought La La Land was fun too. No, it was okay. The La La Land movie. It was fun when we watched it. I think it was really great that when we saw it live mm-hmm. at the with the the band the orchestra. Mm-hmm. I would totally do it again. But story-wise, there's some problems. I'm just like, yeah, that's not realistic. But then again, it's not supposed to be. But it was just no, like... No, it's not. It's just too white. <laughs> I think that's... It's just that too. was your issue with it after. I'm like, what the... F- <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is white. I know, but that needs to stop. Yeah, it does. But that doesn't mean don't like a movie that you liked just because you suddenly realize everyone's white. Mm. I'm going to make a black version of La La Land. But it's going to be a lot... It's going to be called... Land. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, that it. We done. Yeah. Cool. Now we're gonna go into our variety time. This week we are doing the worst day of our lives. This is like. A day that we can recall mm-hmm. that went on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Like a time loop would probably feel. Okay. You want to go first? No, you go first. Really? Yeah. All right. <sighs> a little bit of information about me. Oh, God. I don't like Vegas. I hate Las Vegas. I fucking hate Las Vegas. It's, just, it's not for me. Las Vegas is... It's a repeated, it's a, it's a, it, Las Vegas has been a repeated nightmare for me. Um, I know, Kelsey, you won't get this, but there's an episode of The Simpsons where they go to New York and Homer, before he goes to New York, he's, he remembers the first time he was there and it was the worst experience of his life. And when they're in New York, that experience continues. He's just in a fucking nightmare mm. throughout New York. So, I've been to Vegas about eight times in my life. Um, I've never been. <sighs> There's only been one time where it was, it, was, it was actually fun. And I was like eight years old or something like that. Okay. But every single time I've gone to Vegas, something bad has happened to me. Or like, it's just continuously getting worse. The last time I was Vegas was the worst time. Uh, <laughs> so... Years ago, um, 
the mother of my child and I went to Vegas because they had this thing. It's like this Northern Soul kind of like ska event where it's like old school, Northern old school. It's Northern Soul and old school Motown. And it happens for the weekend. And there's mopeds, there's bands, there's dancing. It's fun. It's a lot of fucking fun. I've never been to that. And I was like, all right, let's check it out. So we drive out to Vegas. You know, it's her and I. As soon as we pull into the hotel, which is on Old Vegas, the Old Town or whatever it's called, the, uh, the valet is an asshole. A straight up dick. Right? He's just like, go park. He, yeah, leave the car here. Leave the keys. I'll get it. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Just having a bad day. <laughs> and I even like say something to like that's the guy's boss with someone working there. I was like, wow. I was like, that guy's an asshole. He's like, yeah, yeah. He just he's just a dick. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we get into the hotel. We get to the hotel. We drop off our bags. You know, my kid's mother and I. We're like, okay, cool. Let's fucking let's go hit this trip. Let's have a good time. It's a weekend. Woo! All that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Walk down. Walk outside. Three steps off a building, there's this fucking drugged out hobo just comes up to us. <laughs> literally like that. Like he's foaming at the fucking mouth. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. He goes on his way. I don't know what the fuck he's asking for. He goes on his way. So then we're hungry. We go to the buffet. I didn't know this until later on. I've been. T- I I I told. I was told later on never eat the buffet in Old Town Vegas. Just never do that. <laughs> I didn't know this at all, but we went to Old Town Vegas. Went to the buffet, ate some food. Blah blah blah. It was good eating. And then we went back up to the room because we because as soon as we, bought, we dropped our bags, we went to go eat. We didn't shower or anything, so we want to actually go out in the street, um, like that night. So we went back to the room, and I remember. We're in the room, and I started, I felt really fucking tired. Do not understand why I was just like, yo, I'm just tired. I lay down. The entire night to me is just a complete hallucination of me just blacking out over and over, just like, oh, all that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. I wake up, and I wake up, I think, like, six in the morning. You've seen me wake up. When I get up, I'm like, oh, let me get up. I, I got to slowly crawl out of bed and, you know, whatever. Then mm-hmm. I have a cup of coffee. I'm good to go. Yo, I got up like someone fired a starter pistol and went, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran straight to the bathroom and threw up everything mm-hmm. I had eaten. And the way how the bathroom is set up, the door is really close to the toilet. It's not even like a nice toilet. It's like a f- crappy fucking public toilet. Uh-huh. So the toilet is next to the door. And I'm puking, just, but as I'm, as I'm throwing up, like I'm kicking the door (laughs) and my kid's mom goes, is there a donkey in there now? Are you kicking down the fucking wall? Apparently I had been food poisoned. Oh, great. I had food poisoning. So almost the entire Saturday, I was just. In in the bed, throwing up, all just all fucking day, throwing up nonstop. Mm. <laughs> My kid's mom would be upstairs with me, and then she would leave to go gamble. <laughs> She's like, "Are you okay?" 
yeah, yeah, I'm fine, fine. Okay, I'll see you later. And she goes downstairs and hit the slots. <laughs> I don't fault her for that. I was like, all right, whatever, I'm dying. Don't care. And she would pop up like maybe every few hours to get me like juice or something to like replenish whatever I puked up. Yeah. And I'm like coming in and out of consciousness while I'm watching a Tyler Perry movie. Because for some reason, they're showing like a Tyler Perry marathon, marathon that day. <laughs> so that's even worse. Yeah. I think I saw like, I think I saw um, Why Did I Get Married two like three times or something. <laughs> so that happens, and I get I I finally get enough strength to like go out. Okay, so get up. Um, we get like you know get, get dressed up because it's it's Saturday. It's the fucking party night, and I'm feeling kind of all right. I'm feeling good, whatever. And we go out to this bar. I can't drink at all. And I like to drink when I go out. I just can't fucking drink because mm-hmm. it's, it's making my stomach doing backflips. Yeah. I can't drink. We go out. We're kind of having a good time and everything. And eventually, well, I can't drink. That didn't stop her from drinking. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey knows. Kelsey's hung out with her. She, she can drink. Mm-hmm. She, can, she can kill a bottle. We go out. Um, and then we're coming back. And I'm telling her, like, I'm like, I'm feeling kind of hungry. After everything I threw, I'm like, all right, can we maybe eat something? She's like, okay. Um, for some reason, it's fucking cold in Vegas. It's like snowing in Vegas. <laughs> and she's wearing heels. Uh-huh. She's walking. And she's and, drunk. And she's drunk. And there's ice on the concrete. <laughs> almost the entire time. She's like slipping, like, like almost doing the splits a couple times, like James Brown. Like, yeah! <laughs> I had to, and I had to like grab her and pick her up while trying not to throw up or just whatever energy I have. We go into McDonald's, and she's like, oh, you want something? You know, what do you want? I said, just give me, like, a cheeseburger and, like, a Sprite to, like, settle my stomach. She gets, the, she gets the food. She's drunk. She's belligerent. She's loud. Hmm. We're on, we're at, we're at McDonald's at the table. I'm Fancy trying to, food. I know, right? For the high-class food. Mm-hmm. It was safer than that fucking food poison guy I had. <laughs> yeah. And then she, um, she, um, what happens next is that she it's like starting to get vulgar like she's trying to be like sexy but like vulgar mm-hmm. and i'm just like can you like be quiet like like now's not the time like stop <laughs> yeah like i mean i don't mind dirty talk but like not where like a kid's over there next to me or some shit like the next <laughs> table over and then i lean over and i was like can you please shut the fuck up like right now holy shit we almost got into a fist fight <laughs> why did you say that to me that's fucked up i'm gonna fuck you up right now i'm like holy shit what the fuck is going on <laughs> i calm her down we get back to the hotel she passes out i fall asleep next day it comes it's it's back it's i'm i'm getting sick again but i don't want to be the party pooper so she wants to go walk the strip she wants to do some shopping. There's like a restaurant that she wants to go to that she's, she's always heard about, and she wants to go there. Okay, let's, let's go to this restaurant. I can barely stand on my own two feet, but let's go to this restaurant. We go to the restaurant. I order like like a BLT with like fries or something like that and like uh, a milkshake. Mm-hmm. She orders this food and whatever. I'm kind of eating the food. I take maybe like three bites and i put it down she goes you can't eat it can you i'm like no um i, I can't and the, the the waitress happens to like come by to see if we want anything else and then right there i go 
I think I need to go to the hospital. And the waitress gives me this look like, do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, no, no, no. You guys didn't do anything. I, I'm dying. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Well, here's the check. <laughs> so the kid's mom takes the check. She's like, she, she would like put some of the food in a, in a to-go bag or whatever box. And she's like, and I, and I, I get up and she's like, you're going to waste time. I'm like, I need to go, I need to go find the bathroom right now. Cause everything's starting to come back up. Mm-hmm. I drank the milkshake, uh, some of the milkshakes, had some fries, but everything's already trying to come back up. Fucking, I try to, I try to find the bathroom. I find it. There's a line. I go, oh shit. So I run outside I run outside and find a trash can. I'm like, okay, here's a trash can. And I lean forward. The trash can's lid is like bolted closed. I'm like, fuck. So then I just go, I'm going to go over here. And I just threw up on the floor. Just everything came up, right? On the ground outside? Yeah, just threw up on the ground. There's chocolate. There's some fries. And there's some blood. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck. I'm, I'm fucking dying. This shit sucks. However, I did feel a little bit better. <laughs> so you ate some more? No, I think I had like a like a Perrier or something like like some soda water. Oh. And then um, I think like after that we like went back to the hotel. The next day I was like, all right, let's go, and we left. <laughs> Is a con- that's the last time I've been to Vegas. That was like seven. That was years ago. I think maybe eight years ago. I have not been back since. Hmm. That was like the worst day or days of my life. <laughs> I hated it. What you got? All right. I have two because they're not very long. But okay. They just felt long. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, a little backstory. I was forced to learn how to drive standard. Okay. You mean manual, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. You call it stick, standard, manual, mm. all the same thing. Yeah. Because I crashed my car mm-hmm. um, on my way home from work because I slid because it was wet. Okay. Because my tires are very bald. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so my mom gave me her car. Okay. And it's not automatic. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm 17. And okay. Was this your first time driving a manual? Yes. Oh, shit. Well, my mother had tried to teach me, uh-huh. but whatever the issue, like I couldn't figure out the ratio of the clutch and the gas. Mm. So every time I had her in the car with me, mm. like she would make me nervous and I'd always stall the car out in the most inconvenient spots, like in the middle of the road. Yeah. Like an intersection or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And, so, and of course, like the the person behind you honking the horn is not making it any better. Well, this was in a rural area. Okay. It was still kind of an intersection, but it wasn't like in the city, so it was mm-hmm. okay. But my mom was still freaking out. God. So, um, I decided one day I need to go to Walmart, mm-hmm. and it's a thirty-minute drive from where I was living. Okay. And I was living like amongst some cow fields, mm-hmm. so Walmart was fun. That's. Well, like we just, hey, I'm going to go to Walmart. I don't care where I'm driving as long as it gets me away from here. Yeah, that's the place everybody go to hang out at the Walmart. Not even like hang out, but just like if it's hot, oh, we'll go to Walmart. It's cool there. (laughs) Okay. You know, like 
you know, or just walk around and gets you out of the house, you know? That's what a lot of people are doing now during this pandemic. Oh, this is go this is go to Target. <laughs> okay, go on. Um so for whatever reason, mm-hmm. my sister and my two younger brothers decide, Hey Kel, can we go with you? Oh god. I'm like, sure. Okay. But I'm not really nervous about having them in the car with me as uh, I am my mom because they're not really going to judge me. Oh, okay. I just, you know, like, I don't know. I'm kind of different when I'm focused on something. It's not a big deal. Mm. Um, like, I can remember one time I was playing Guitar Hero and there was this really drunk guy trying to make me lose my focus behind me by, like, poking me in the shoulder or something. Or he, he was, like, in my ear saying, hey, hey, don't mess up. Don't mess up. And I and fucking beat the other guy's ass anyway. How did you not punch that guy in the face? I don't know. Okay. Go I have patience. Go. So. Fucking patience is like steel. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is why you talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Um, so we get in the car. Mm. At this time, I didn't think seatbelts were cool. So there's <laughs> okay. that. Okay. And none of us were wearing seatbelts. Uh-huh. Um, and I forget who was in the front seat with me and who was in the back, but I get out onto the road Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out the clutch. I've never seen anybody get a car to do this before this badly. Okay. But it was bucking so bad Uh because I, it didn't get enough oxygen or gas Uh or whatever it was it needed. And then it would get enough. It was like getting it in spurts. And like the motion of the vehicle stopping and going uh-huh. was making it worse because it was like making the gas slosh probably. Like if I'm thinking about physics in my head. Yeah. So literally we were, if you can picture it, rocking back and forth in the car <laughs> very violently. Uh-huh. And the kids were... Having a high old time. <laughs> like, my brothers and my sister were all laughing. Nobody had their seatbelts on. They were flying around the vehicle. Like, you know, mm. just laughing. Mm. And and if I talk to them to this day about it, they will say they were scared. I'm mm. sure probably they were on some level. Mm. They really thought it was fun. Mm. And this is how my whole half an hour ride went Fuck. because i was scared like you're driving and you're scared uh-huh. because okay the stop sign's coming up that means i gotta learn how to go again <laughs> like i can go once i get going uh-huh. but once i come to another stop sign fuck you gotta like relearn all that shit I gotta do it again <laughs> so half an hour to get to this walmart and <laughs> I remember I parked as far away as possible. <laughs> I used to do that. Because going forward was one thing, but I could not reverse the fucking thing. <laughs> okay. I really couldn't. Uh, it stalled out every single time. Oh, my God. I just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> or I was afraid because at that time... My idea of going was I'll go any way I can. Mm -hmm. So I would stomp on the gas and let off the clutch really fast and it would make the tires squeal. (laughs) (laughs) You 
like peeling out every time we're going. Yeah, and where I parked, because we lived in a trailer park, it was all gravel. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so I was always blasting the neighbor's car. <laughs> They were shitty neighbors anyway. <laughs> They're white Chevy Balibu. <laughs> so you're just like blasting rocks in the car just did the shit out of it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, go on. Go I on. don't remember the ride home. <laughs> I fuck I wouldn't either. I just remember it was a huge ordeal, like a huge fear of mine. That somebody was going to park in front of me and I would have oh, had to reverse anyway. That would have been the worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, so that was... Oh, my God. One of my stories. You said you have another one, right? Yeah. Okay, what's the other one? Uh, so this trailer that we lived in. Oh, my God, that made me cry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so we bought this trailer. Mm-hmm. From the landlord of the trailer park. Mm. And the previous people that were living there, they had this one board at the very top near the roof mm-hmm. that was like, they used it as a bookshelf. So we used it as a bookshelf. Yeah. And um, my mom's boyfriend at the time, he built a wall. Okay. Like through half of the living room Mm. to make like a bedroom Mm. because there were four kids in this two bedroom trailer yeah so like that wasn't gonna work so one night i'm in bed Mm. at this time my bed is a cot and i'm like laying with my head underneath where that um the the shelf is yeah and i go to sleep Mm. and all of a sudden I feel something land on me, and I hear like a bunch of sh- like, 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 like I hear it, uh-huh. and I feel it, and I'm just laying there, and I'm like half asleep, like I'm scared, uh-huh. and I'm laying there because I'm like, oh shit, we are getting robbed. Okay, and I'm just laying there, like maybe if I don't move and I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. They'll think I'm still sleeping and they won't mess with me. Okay. And I I laid there and it felt like it was forever. Ah. And that feeling didn't die down. But eventually I'm like, they've got to be gone now. Yeah. And it was just that the shelf with the books on it fell on top of me. I swear I was like that for half an hour. <laughs> Did you know what book it was? <laughs> A farewell to arms. Or One book that was up there from the people that lived there before us. It was uh, a dictionary. Uh-huh. With... In, in one of the pages, uh. they had two pieces of wax paper together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that had like a pot leaf in it okay (laughs) that was like oh that they're bad people to me at that time (laughs) i i know i knew a couple people who did that yeah i didn't know the point of that but so it was really just a a book that fell on you 
a bunch of books. It was all the books. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. I can't wait to tell you my story next week about the cow because it happened oh. in the same room. Oh, I can't wait for that at story. Night. Oh, was it was it a magazine this time? Was it a cow cow's digest? No. <laughs> you don't want to guess, and you don't want me to tell oh, you. No, no, okay, no, no. We'll say that for next week. Wild. We'll say. Oh, okay. it's oh. like one of those things that I, happens. Have you told me this story? I don't think you have. I have told you. Oh. It's like one of those things that happens, mm-hmm. and. Because you're half asleep, mm-hmm. you feel like you're dreaming, so it's really fucking weird. Like, it was kind of weird anyway, but uh-huh. it adds an extra air of, like, I don't know, weirdness or mystery to it or whatever. Okay. So uh, I can't okay. wait to tell you. Uh, okay. I can't wait for that. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> I hate Las Vegas, and Kelsey got robbed by books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you can I, you can drive you can drive stick shift now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So those are our worst days that we can think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, next we have our geriatric cinematic Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog time. A thousand people freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out he's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck. Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Bill? Ned Ryerson? Bang! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? At first, he was a little anxious. Bill? What? Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? I'd say the chance of departure is 80%. But now... We could do whatever we want. He's discovering the possibilities. Don't you worry about cholesterol? Why? And living life Mm. like there's no tomorrow. Phil Connors! Ned! Because there isn't. I am an immortal. This movie came out in 1993, and the synopsis is, a weatherman finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again. Directed and written by Harold Ramis... He did Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, and analyzed this. Uh, it was also written by Danny Rubin. Um, Harold Ramis also wrote it. Mm. Um, but it was written by Danny Rubin, who did SFW and Our Own Devices, which has many TV series. Um, and it stars Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, Stephen Tobolowski, and Brian Doyle Murray. Stephen Tobolowsky. I like Stephen Tobolowsky. I like Fantagram's song, Bill Murray. Fantagram's song, Bill Murray? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? Fantagram. What's Fantagram? Music. I, well, I love that description. Tell but me more. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, indie music or something. Oh, okay. Which kind of could be anything, mm. really. Mm. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's called Bill Murray. Can't do it acapella? No. Oh, okay. 
fine. Oh, you know what? Chicken butt. What? I think they did that one Gillette song. Gillette, the best a man can get. No. The, when they came out with the one with the roller, the pivot head, and it would um, come out with the, the electronic type music. Who? Gillette? Yeah. Uh, Fantagram did that song. You would know it if you heard it. Oh, I, I probably I probably would recognize that jingle. It's not a jingle, but yeah. It was commercials. All right, so Groundhog's Day. Um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I always get that wrong. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. You're un-American. <laughs> okay. Because you can't say it right, and that's a an American I, pastime. You, you know what? Like that. Oh, uh, that's a very white thing. Groundhog Day. There was a black guy. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it, when I was growing up, we were just like Groundhog Day. What the fuck? Oh, well, all right. What? It's cold again. All right. That has nothing to do with your race and everything to do with your geography. That is true. We are in California. Yeah, because also Christmas sucks in California. Uh, like yeah, where I grew up, Christmas that. was awesome because you know we had snow, mm. there was sledding. You'd be out in the snow all day, and you're cold, and you come in, you have hot chocolate. Mm. And there's like, you know, you either have a wood stove or like a, a fire, mm. and like everything was magical. And over here, it's like, mm, it's like fifty degrees today. Yeah, well, let's go to the movies. Go watch something. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Um, a classic among many people. Um, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a classic among many people? Mm-hmm. Classically trained. <laughs> uh, and in bullshit? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie, um, it, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I have seen it multiple times. It's one of those movies I would play on HBO or fucking fox or whatever quite often um i still love it mm. i still enjoy this movie it's bill murray which i love watching bill murray in anything his level of sarcasm makes me happy oh bill murray is so good with his, his sarcasm his level of like deadpan comedy mm. and shit like that um uh annie mcdowell uh i used to have a huge crush on her huge fucking crush on her i still think she's pretty hot now I actually don't remember seeing her in anything, and sometimes I'd get her um, mm. confused, I think, with the girl from Seinfeld. Oh, Julie Ju- Dreyfus? Mm-hmm. I can see that. I think one's a little bit taller than the other. But also, I think Annie McDowell's a lot prettier. Julie Louis Dreyfus now looks smoking hot. I don't know what Annie McDowell looks like now. Maybe they had their peaks at different times. Yeah. Um, but she was very pretty. Anna McDowell? Mm-hmm. In this movie. Yeah, she had a, she had that really good, wholesome kind of um, vibe about her. Because, uh, um, because what's her name? Uh, what's his name? Bill Murray was a... Bill Murray's an asshole at the start of this movie. Mm-hmm. This is a case where, like, you start the character as a dick, and you just learn to like him mm-hmm. as his as you essentially grow with the character yeah which is great i think it's i think the writing is still top notch i think it's still fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. um I, i'm i'm always amazed of the level of directing that they did for this film because they had to make every single day look exactly the same mm-hmm. um even like the weather condition and stuff like that they had to make sure let's shoot on this day and then move on to the next scene and then we'll try to continue the previous scene like two days from now Mm-hmm. And do that, and then of course Bill Murray just having to like 
keep that energy going to deal with the same shit over and over and over. Because I, I mean, I don't like repeating myself. But can you imagine just redoing the same thing? Like he, like literally, like even as an actor. Yeah, like he's like, I mean. But they do the same. They do that anyway. I'm sure it doesn't really feel any different to him because you constantly reshoot the same scene over anyway. Yeah, but you do like only so many takes and you move on to the next. But like when a movie where like the scene takes place multiple times, you got to like redo it again, but like a small variation of it. Or you mm-hmm. can't do you can't do too wild unless the, the director asks you to. Right. So it's like it's like hard to like work within those limits because it doesn't allow you to like flex or anything like that or stretch out. Yeah. So like I said, I'm always amazed by the directing of this movie. Um, the comedy still good. It, it it's there's not that much of a slapstick nature with the comedy. Um, it is a comedy of its time, like the '90s. Mm-hmm. It's straight up like '90s comedy. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's not. It's never like an. Oop! I hit the mic. <laughs> Um, like I don't think it's ever in poor taste. Like there's, I couldn't think of a scene where I looked at it and I was like, "Ooh, that that's too sexist or too racist." Yeah, or... like that joke doesn't add up well. No. A little bit. He was making me a little bit uncomfortable, even though he wasn't blatantly being um, a pig. Mm. Like he was being a pig in the beginning when he was talking to her and trying to throw like little comments out there and see if she would pick him up. Yeah, I think that has to go with how the character is. He's supposed to be like, <laughs> he has to be kind of like a, a pig. And it wor- it just works for that character. Like, he does. Like, like he I knew g- they had to write him that way. And it wasn't like it was poorly written in a way that, like, men do still talk like that, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just like, it was there and I didn't like it. <laughs> but it didn't take anything away from the movie. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the point. Like, you, you obviously weren't supposed to like it. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So but, that means it was written well. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of, um, as a person who's never seen this movie, you're coming in this the first time, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was kind of slow at times. I will admit that it is. There are, there are points where it is pretty slow. One thing that keeps coming to mind for me is I do not understand mm. why at the end he decided he was going to buy that fucking insurance from Ned. Because he was just trying to do a really nice thing for somebody, I guess? I know, but if I would believe everything else except for that, because that guy was <laughs> really fucking annoying. Every single day, I would do the same thing, and Ned, and punch him in the face. I Every like, day. I love Ned. I think his name is like Ned Myers or something like that. No, it's not. Oh, uh, that's the thing. That's what made the character. I think that's why that makes the character so well because he's supposed to be that fucking annoying. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I wouldn't sit down with this guy and buy insurance off of him mm-hmm. if I had to do the same thing over and over again every day. Mm-hmm. I would save the kid out of the tree. Yeah, but you and know. I would change a tire for the old ladies, mm. but I would not buy insurance from Ned. That's why you'd be stuck in that loop. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Be, you have to be nice to everybody. You have to. You have to save the town mayor from choking on a steak. You have to light that girl's cigarette. You got to buy <laughs> WrestleMania tickets to, for Michael Shannon and his new wife. <laughs> uh, and you got to build an ice sculpture. Mm-hmm. Which I was just like, why are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I get the piano playing. I totally get the piano playing. I would totally do that. If I was in a time loop. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd, I'd master. Would you learn how to do Hell yeah. painting? I would master so many fucking skills. We would write so many scripts. No, that wouldn't work. 
Why? Because you know damn well once it starts over, the script is gone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the script is gonna be like, we worked on this nonstop, this oh, brilliant okay. script, and it's gone. But that would totally work for painting and drawing. Because I hate shit being cluttered around. Like, mm. the girls will make me stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, thanks. As soon as I go to bed, throw it in the trash. Because <laughs> uh, they just make so much stuff. And it's like... That's how artistic they are. No. They like, want to express themselves. It's not even there. cute stuff half the time. They, like, half-ass draw me something. Here, Mom, I made this for you. Oh, okay. yeah. Throw it in the trash. Thanks. Um... So we would have be able to have a brand new canvas every day. Make something new every day. I would learn I would learn so much. I would learn how to like re- I, re- I would learn to rebuild a car. Like I would learn every single thing how the car works, mm-hmm. how to repair it. Um, sewing. Sewing. Well, you would do sewing. You don't want to do sewing. I would do I would do that piano work. Him oh, piano training? Piano, yeah. Oh, pff, I would totally get down on that shit. Me too. Um I try to find like theater Oh, yeah, to do that, to get over my fear of speaking. Of, but not uh, just that, speaking. it'd be fun to do theater because then we could do improv too. I think, and that goes into what we talked about in uh, Palm Springs, that scene where they were like really hamming up a scene. Yeah. That's like that's like something like we would totally do. We would just like fuck around like that. Mm. And we would do that in like Groundhog Day, we would just do a theater. I, I, and he even, he even kind of does that when he's he kind of fulfills certain fantasies, which uh-huh. I think is really cool. Like he does, he does the most slickest bank heist ever. Mm-hmm. Where he just like times everything and he takes that bag. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think it was funny. I like that because he was like even like doing their dialogue from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as soon as he like knew he was going to turn his back, he mm-hmm. grabbed the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we, you said about how it was, there are a bit parts that are slow. What what parts do you think that were, that seemed very slow for you? Sometimes going him going through his day. Oh, okay. It was kind of slow. Like, um, sometimes some of his um, dialogue might be... Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's not funny. It's just that that scene might not really call for it because he's kind of more of an asshole at that time. Yeah. Um, But, like, as, as he's going through his day and mm. you're kind of going through it with him... Yeah. Like, I felt like if we're going to talk about the difference between Palm Springs and that movie mm. and, and um, Groundhog Day, yeah, Groundhog Day made you go through it with him. And so if you wouldn't want to be that person, yeah, you know, if they don't want to be that person, then why do you want to be that person? Gotcha. Um, so I, I don't think it was poorly written, though. I just think, um, or directed even, I just, I don't know if it's just because of the type of story it was and how they were telling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I did really get tired of hearing the fucking radio DJs. So maddening. I think, I, I think that I, um, like the radio DJ part, I, I think it really added a level of like insanity he goes through, uh, waking up hearing that song because that's, that's actually like something that's so common. Like now Mm -hmm. you hear, I mean, I don't really listen to like terrestrial radio that much anymore. And one of the reasons is because you hear the same song two or three times in a single hour. And yeah. it's never the full fucking version. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay. That's why I listen to Sirius. Uh-huh. But even there, it depends on who's hosting and what they're doing. Yeah. Because, like, I won't listen to regular radio anymore, but mm. the Sirius is good because sometimes they play good music on this mm-hmm. one channel. And then other times they play, like, 
really good stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... I like the movie. Mm-hmm. And I like where it ended up, where he was in the diner, mm. and he knew everybody. Oh, uh, when he was telling Annie McDowell, like, I'm I'm God. Uh, oh, no, he goes, I'm a God, not the God. And he just starts, like, chiming off everybody's name and, like, oh, this is this person. He didn't, he, that wasn't the same scene. Yeah, when he knew everybody, that's, that's, that's the God scene. That's when he first told her, like, this is this person, this person. And he, like, count down, like, when the dishes are going to crash. No. Okay. I felt like he did that more towards the middle of the movie. And when he did the that where I knew everybody, mm. that was later on. After they'd already had a date, a few dates or whatever. Mm. It wasn't the same because she was like, you need your head examined. And then he was still trying to figure out how to tell her. And like, he was still figuring himself out. Okay. Um, where were we going at? Um, you well, were saying- but I did like that scene with, where he knew everybody. Yeah. Um, and how she react? It's because of how she reacted to it at that time. Yeah. He was kind of wonder. It's almost like Fifty First Dates, right? Yeah. Where Adam Sandler kind of knows everybody, mm. or like he falls in love with this girl, and he has to tell her every single day mm. we're married, we have a kid, or yeah. we have kids, or she woke up pregnant one time. She's like, oh my god, like yeah. Um. So I always wonder, like, how could you write that? Like, how how could, or even in real life, how could you make someone believe you mm-hmm. that you know them well, if sh- they didn't know you? Well, I'm sure, like, I mean, I've never seen Fifty First Dates, but I'm sure you would have, you would have, like, a, a method packed down, you know? Like, you're expecting them, they're going to wake up at this time, so let's have a whole list of, like... You're married. You have two kids. These are these names. This isn't this. I am your husband. Blah, 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 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you would also kind of like, you would try to figure out what they did last remember. Mm-hmm. So you can give, you can validate what you're telling them. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like that. Well, the way Bill Murray did it mm-hmm. was, I liked that way. No, how do you mean? Because he didn't have to tell her. I mean, he t- did tell her things about herself. Mm-hmm. But then he also, like, it was, he used his surroundings. Yeah. Like, and all, and I know you didn't watch, you're never going to watch that probably. For the first dates? Yeah. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, but I saw the ending, I was like, all right, so I need to know. And he just, like, had home videos and, like, mm. you know, here's your diary that you wrote and so that you would remember me. Mm. Different things. And they were, like, on a boat. That's, they decided they wanted to live their life on a boat. <laughs> okay. Damn. You know, like in Alaska or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, because I think he wanted to go sailing. <laughs> okay. So, I was, I, I don't know. I'm always intrigued on, like, the different ways you could, because you only have a day. Mm-hmm. Then that person, you fall asleep, and then the next day is there again. Mm-hmm. And you got to do it And you got to do it again. Yeah. Like, how could you be more efficient so you're not wasting the whole day trying to convince them? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really good how they set up uh, the, like, the location. Like, like they didn't want to make it, like, a whole, like, a huge city. Mm-hmm. Like, a small town where it seems like you only, really, you only really need a car if you drive, if you're doing a lot of stuff throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like people who walk around all the time. I don't even think, they, I don't remember even being, having any public transportation. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, but it's like amazing how much he's able. 
like the time he spent to figure out every single little thing mm-hmm. to the point where like he's in, he remembers when that one particular kid falls from the tree mm-hmm. and he's just like yeah you never say thank you which means like he had to go through all these steps to get the exact timing of it yeah you know and uh, one thing that was that I enjoyed it was like they didn't really spend a whole lot of time or any time at all explaining why he's stuck in this loop. Yeah, they you know? never explain it. Yeah, and how he how he figures out, okay, I just have to be a better person. I don't think that was on purpose. Mm. I think he accidentally just became a better person because life was easier that way. Yeah. Um, and he started to care for the girl. Mm. So he had to be a better person. Yeah. Um, and then naturally that's what it was that, oh, you're a better person. Okay, now you're out of the loop. Yeah. And if he like... <laughs> that 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 part's always funny how um when he goes he takes Andy McDowell on their first date uh-huh. and he has everything planned out but like just at the end he fucks up and then when he tries to like redo it he like speeds it up and, and but like you see She's like just slapping him and slapping him and yeah, slapping you him. see like you see like he almost had it one time and he just can't fucking do it so he just like fails every other time yeah um so an interesting thing i read about this movie is that um, Harold Ramis wanted to give the idea that he had been stuck in that loop for like hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like during an interview, he said like, yeah, he probably stuck in there for like 10,000 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And like, what happens when they get out of the loop? Like, did, like, like did the world just repeat itself or just like that tiny little section? Yeah. Like, did he get out of the loop and he was dead? Yeah. Or like everybody around him was like dead. It's like dystopian future and shit like that. <laughs> Um, is there anything, well, <laughs> is there anything else? About the movie? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's so interesting how Harold Ramis and Bill Murray had been working together for decades. I mean, their most well-known collaboration is like Ghostbusters, but they've done Stripes. Oh, you um, have to tell, you hmm. made a Ghostbusters reference. Oh yeah, because Harold Ramis shows up. He plays he plays the 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 psychiatrist. I mean, if anybody's seen Groundhog Day, you're just like, boom, that's Egon, like right there. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just like, hey, look, it's Egon. It's- no, you're like, look who it is. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're like who? who? Yeah, like Harold Ramis. It's it's him. It's it's Egon. And you're like, who? Okay. <laughs> and I'm like you've never seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> now to be fair, you said you saw Ghostbusters, but you're like three or something like that something yeah and i was just like how oh, you've gone through your adult life not watching ghostbusters <laughs> that's another great bill murray film well bill murray dan our great ernie hudson and harold ramus mm-hmm. um oh harold ramus yeah i, re- I you see you went through their names uh, and i saw them flashing in my mind oh now i can finally picture like, it oh he's yeah. the tall one from Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah, the one with the hair and the glasses. Yeah. The s- yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck on the loop now trying to re- trying to tell this you about a certain movie. This is the longest I, day of your life. I know. I'm in the loop. No! Yeah, you're in the loop. I'm you know it loop. now. You know everything because you're in the loop. No, I wish you would be in the loop. I am in the loop. <laughs> Slowly. I'm doing the loop-de-loop. <sighs> Just fucking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, yeah, the movie's, you know, the movie's pretty old and everything. Um, I still think it holds up. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, 
there is a, a bit issue with the pacing, but after like we kind of get through like some of the slow bumps, it just like it kicks up and starts it does running. Pick up, yeah, it starts going with it. Um, I even love the parts where Bill Murray is killing himself. Oh yeah, just the number of times, and he even goes through that list. He's like, I've been shot, stabbed, poisoned, burned, blah blah blah. He goes, I am immortal. <laughs> Straight <laughs> like that. Um, oh, that's when he was telling her that he's a god. Yeah, not that's not the same scene as when he was telling her who everybody was okay why did we just watch this and we don't remember no i remember it the movie exactly oh okay you know it just that scene did follow okay where he says i'm a god and he's and he proves how he's how he is a god he tells her bit by bit everybody's name okay yeah and then that's when he tells her like you like this you like this blah 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 and that's when she starts warming up to the idea yeah and it's kind of, it's actually hard, bro. It's actually, you know what? I start really feeling bad for the guy because you can tell he starts really liking Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. And it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, they look like they could be siblings. No. Yeah, they're like tall, white, and blacker. No. Okay. She what? had, like, honey colored eyes. His, her hair was, eyes. was black. His uh, hair was brown. Yeah, so dreamy eyes. Bill Murray, his I'm eyes were about. blue. Yeah. Holy shit, his eyes. No, they're like. Well, no, his eyes are blue. Are they really? Yeah. So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Anyway. Now I know what you think of my eyes. Yeah, you're so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I still think it holds up. I still love it. Um, what about what? A, what? A, but the most important thing is what Kelsey thinks. Yeah. And then she thinks I'm the only one that matters. Mm-hmm. I say. Drum roll. You couldn't have just. It holds up. <laughs> All right. Woo! Yeah, we got one. Um, I've heard this. I've heard this argument before. Some people say that Palm Springs is better than Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I already know your answer, but I want you to say it so uh, people can angrily write to you. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't know. I think it is better. Palm Springs? Yeah, I think it is better. Mm -hmm. But they're different stories, though. Yeah. Um, Palm Springs is a love story with a time loop backdrop. Mm -hmm. And Groundhog Day is a time loop story with a love story backdrop. Okay, I will add to that, and I'll I'll say more. It's, it's more of a dramedy. Both of them are. Well, I, I think uh, I I think Palm Springs is more of a romantic comedy, and Bill Murray is a dramedy because like the whole love interest kind of doesn't really start coming okay. in until closer towards the end. So it kind of makes it more of a can this guy ever get out of this fucking time loop? As opposed of like can these people fall in love while in a time loop? Right. So I think the stories are different because. Groundhog Day is about the time loop, mm-hmm. and Palm Springs is more about people connecting while they're stuck together. I can see that. Okay. Um, I think it's better because it's more modern. It's not. A, it doesn't really have a lot of slope points. Mm. Um, it's funnier to me. Mm. Um, like it sucked me in more. Mm-hmm. But then Groundhog Day, like, even though it's from the early 90s, Mm. it's still funny. Yeah. Um, 
you still kind of get the whole story because you're going through it with him, even though there are slow parts. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to decide really which one's better, better, or yeah. which one I'm more biased towards. I, I, you know what? I can, yeah, because I'm having a hard time. Because I'm having a hard time too. Because they're both they're both well written, and you are both engaged in these characters. I think it is honestly, it's it it. Okay, I think Groundhog Day. I think the re- reason people went go over more to Groundhog Day is because they honestly do have that nostalgia feel towards it. Yeah, it was like I won't say it was the first one to do time loops, but it was the first one that successfully had all these quotable lines, these great shots, and how it was done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where. Yeah, because, you know, there was Time Cop. I think Time Cop came after, and that doesn't count. <laughs> did you see that movie? Yeah. Wait, I think I did. Is that the one with... Jean-Claude um, Van Damme? And he's a, and he's a cop yeah, in Jason, time? And then I realized Jason Statham is in that one. And he has mm-hmm. hair. No, that's not... Mm-mm, that's, mm, Jason Statham's not in that movie. No? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. He's in a movie. That's yeah. That's the one I think. Okay, that one. Oh, fucking Christ! I think I did see Time Cop though. I did see it. Well, we'll know. I just don't remember. It. <laughs> we'll we'll re- we'll know if I ever show you Time Cop. I, I don't see why I would ever show you Time Cop. It's not a really good film. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> not like that good bad. It's not even good bad. Yeah, I just like this movie's stupid. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think time. Oh, time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> I think Groundhog Day still Groundhog Day still holds up, but I can't really like I can see myself watching both of these movies over and over again. I I can't rewatch Groundhog Day. Mm, okay. Yeah. And that's why the nostalgia part comes in because I can just rewatch Groundhog Day mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think we're kind of just stuck in the middle on this. Well, I'm more stuck in the middle. I know you're more like Palm Springs. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll go off of that. We'll go off of that. um okay anything else you want to add on to it uh no nope nope i'm all done all right so folks um this is our last no i'm joking uh we want to thank you for joining us um you can find all the episodes on all our podcast catchers stitcher spotify google play i think now podbean Podbean. I don't. I want to say maybe Google Play because I went on Google Play and I was just like, "Yo, why are we missing some episodes?" But who listens to Google Play anyway? Uh, you listen to Google Play? No, I don't. Nah, okay. Is that you that was like- a, a look of agreement. <laughs> um. Okay, so next week. Uh, next week we're actually gonna do the episode we we're supposed to do for this week. Um, next week we are gonna be reviewing A 24s uh, first cow. Which is currently on VOD. You can get it anywhere. Uh, anywhere it's streaming. Um, can't tell you the price for it. Sorry about that. Um, and our geriatric cinematic will be 1983's Scarface. Uh, the Brian De-, De Palma film you can rent on Amazon, YouTube, or iTunes. Or, like I said last week, it's probably in your DVD collection. Mm-hmm. It's not in mine. I know, but you don't really have DVDs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like a few, but those are like movies that you don't even watch anymore. No, I have Iron Giant. Oh, that's just I can rewatch that one. Ah, there you go. I know I have two copies of Blue of Scarface. So you can give me one. That no, I'll never watch. No, but it's DVD. It's not Blu-ray. <laughs> so? The quality is not so great. Okay. You're all about quality. 
like the way how the film looks. Not always. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we did watch War of the World, War of the Worlds, and uh, quality wasn't that great. I mean, it, was, it looked great, but like you know, it's a classic old school film. Yeah. Anyway, just a little tangent. Um, the topic of that week of that upcoming episode will be called "Searching for the American Dream." So please check out those movies so you can join along with us as we talk about first Cal, Scarface, and Kelsey's Cal story. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, just the Cal story alone. I mean, it's, it's why I'm coming back. <laughs> just for the Cal story. Yeah, he alone. was planning on wrapping this up and never coming back <laughs> after yeah. this episode. Yeah. So uh, we're going to bid everybody adieu. We hope you all are staying safe. Please wash your damn hands. Cover up your face. Um, if you want to go back outside and watch the movies, I mean, you know, the pandemic's got to die out. So, you know, do your duty as an American. And don't think about yourself like Americans. Do your duty. Wash your booty. <sighs> of course she was going to go there. Just walk right into that one. Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, so before we go, I'm going to leave you guys off with a story. Um, these words of wisdom that were passed on to me. So as, you know, a young 27-year-old male, I would go out, go to clubs, you know, just try to get a woman's number, say, hey, what's up, what's going on, all that kind of stuff, and uh, met this very nice lady at a bar, and uh, I, thought, I thought things were heading off, and I uh, asked for her number. Before, she can, before I can finish the sentence, she must have just watched Groundhog's Day because these words struck me down and they were the words from phil played by bill murray in groundhog's day she looked at me and said mark i would love to stay here and talk to you but i'm not going to (laughs) 